0: Animation. One Woodrad Podcast Network is a proud affiliate of AnimationLegends.com. Use our promo code RINGS to save at checkout. We're talking actual, authentic animation production artwork. One-of-a-kind things you're not going to find anywhere else. Authentic animation cells background paintings and production artwork from some of the most legendary, iconic Saturday morning cartoons and animated features. We're talking the Brave Little Toaster, we're talking Little Nemo in Slumberland, the Ultimate Spider-Man, X-Man, Ewoks, He-Man, G.I. Joe and many more. Go to AnimationLegends.com and get real, authentic, one-of-a-kind artwork that you can adorn your walls with and save at checkout with our promo code Ring. That's R-I-N-G-S, rings, at checkout, animationlegends.com. The future of gaming is portable, so let's talk about the games in our hands, the games in our pockets, let's talk about the future today. It's Handy Pocket.
1: Also known as Bye Bye Fingers in Saudi Arabia. Oh boy. Hey, you should have saved that for your SNK episode. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you
0: know. I'm your host, Kyle Von Kubik, and I'm joined along with... Johnny Capcom. And this is episode... 342. Of Handy
1: Pockets. John, what's in your pocket? Uh, 1980X. 1980X. And that is not... A designer drug. <laughs> uh, have you ever heard of 1980X? I have not. Tell me about this. Um, It came out in everybody's favorite year, 2020, mm-hmm. uh, for the Switch initially, and I think it's on a bunch of systems now. Okay. Um, it was a timed exclusive, as they say. Ah. And it's a kind of a bizarre game mm. uh, to describe, because it's kind of a walk-in sim almost, But where you don't do any walking. Uh, I'm not following. Um, So basically, there's a bunch of graphical interludes. Yeah. Set in a year between 1979 and 1990. Yes. (laughs) Um, Where you play as a protagonist. Mm -hmm. Only known as Kid. um, Very imaginatively named. Mm -hmm. And what happens is there's these very beautifully rendered kind of pixel art um scenes that play out yeah uh, where this character kid tells you about their life story so there's a voiceover and synthesizer music and it just kind of sets the stage for you to exist in some nameless american suburb slash city in the 1980s okay uh, and as this kid goes throughout their life, uh, they, ta- they talk about how important video games are to them. And right. how important the discovery of arcades were to their social life and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And once they encounter a game, you then play that game.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So there's five separate like gameplay sections in the game. Right. Uh Beating Heart, which is a kind of like final fight style brawler. Uh Out of the Void, which is a very heavily by R-type shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh The Runaway, which is Outrun um influenced uh, driving game. Mm-hmm. Uh Shadowplay, which is an endless runner uh kind of platform game, similar to like, you know, like like a Bravo Man. <laughs> yes. Or, you know, the Shinobi sections where you're on a horse or whatever, or right. you're constantly running. And then Kill Screen, which is like Shining in the Darkness, kind of, you know, the first-person RPG for that time.
0: This is sounding uh, a lot like Retro Game Challenge for the Nintendo DS.
1: It probably is very similar to that. I haven't played No, No, actually, it isn't. It's completely the opposite.
0: Is it? Uh, okay.
1: Yeah, Retro Game Challenge is based on Game Center CX, right?
0: It is, but it has this whole UI of you're a kid hanging out with your buddy in front of the television, and you uh, are excited excited about the new games that come are coming out, and you read a fake gaming magazine that gives you upcoming previews and tips for these games that are pastiches of other games, like a Dragon Quest clone, or a Pac-Man clone, or a Galaga clone. And you play those games as you're going through this kid's history. Now, it's not as narrative-driven, it sounds like, as this game that you're talking about, 1980X is. But it is about these kids experiencing these games for the first time.
1: Well, this is very melancholic. And it's not, Uh like... It's nostalgic in a different kind of way. Because I've played some of Retro Game Challenge. Yeah. And that's more of... Your kind of Japanese childhood nostalgia, yeah, yeah. You know where it's like everything is sugary sweet. This is more like I'm miserable, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, it's the problem is that it's it's based around its story that it never finishes. And oh, this okay. this was supposed to be a bigger game. I, I think it was kickstarted or whatever, and they made it, and they have a narrative that's playing throughout the game that you follow that's never really fully forms you know i mean i can explain it to you in two or three sentences there's this kid finds an arcade he's upset because his parents are divorced sees a girl that he likes and uh, i think runs away from home at the end of the game because their mother won't (laughs) let them play video games all right that's all that really goes on, and yeah. that story is delivered to you in a very melancholic voiceover um, by some voice actor. And it's I don't know, like I feel like they made these five games, like the idea of you play through a narrative, and then you plays play the games in the game. Right. They had that idea, and and I think they made the games mm-hmm. that you play through, and then they were like, oh, we'll, we'll fit the story around it, and then they realized. They'd need 25 games to tell the story yeah. properly yeah um, i'm looking at it now and it looks
0: like it's absolutely dripping with style the interlude scenes are beautifully rendered pixel art they kind of look like the graphical adventure games of the 90s although there's a lot more color happening uh than you would see on your monkey islands or your salmon max back in the day um, so my question to you is because of that because of the um, what sounds like a very shallow story is it all sizzle no steak or is it enough with the five games that you're playing to make it at least an interesting curio
1: it's half and half
0: yeah
1: okay like it's not it's worth playing all right right okay like the the five games that are in there four of them are quite good mm-hmm Uh, Kill Screen, the last one I thought was terrible, (laughs) and um, what is
0: that like genre-wise? It's
1: shining in the darkness. That kind of oh,
0: I'm sorry, you said that. Okay, yes, shining in the darkness.
1: Yeah, Uh, it's the music is really bad. It's like (laughs) (laughs) waiting. Yeah, well, shining in the darkness. (laughs) But the the problem is is that the other four games are very stylish and kind of quick and fun to play, and uh, the Runaway in particular, the driving game has really atmospheric. Um, section in it that does tap into the majestic qualities that like Outrun and stuff had, yeah. You know, where you'd be like, Ah, oh, this world is so cool, I wish I lived in it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think anybody's ever looked at Outrun and not wanted to live in the Outrun. It looks you know? like it
0: has nice weather for sure,
1: definitely, and interesting places to go to, but all in one island, <laughs> I guess, yeah. Um, but, uh that's the thing. Like they the beat them up the shooter, the driving game, and the ninja game. They're all really well kind of put together. And I think that's... You, but you only played them for like 10 minutes piece And mm-hmm. I think coming away from it, you go, I think I'd rather just see these games get finished.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, okay.
1: You know, uh, it's an interesting idea. For right. Sure. And I think it's a tack... It may be ending up as a kind of a, a never-ending story deal. Because... The games themselves very clearly reflect uh, things that are going on in the protagonist's life.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that that's interesting.
1: And I think if they finish the story, maybe it would end up where it's like, okay, the games are bleeding into the real world now. Right. But we never get there. We get to the essentially the end of the first chapter uh, by the end of the game, and then it's like, I don't know where the next installment is coming. Um,
0: Are they working on it, I guess, would be my question. I
1: no idea. The last yeah. update on the the social media platforms for this game were from 2021. Mm. So, I don't not know. Not a good sign. Yeah, maybe there'll be another one. Maybe not. Uh, yeah. Like, the the in-game games play quite well. They're not, like, flawless or anything, but they're good. And, like, Out of the Void in particular is really uh Shooter and... Um, like the graphics overall are very strong.
0: Is and, Out of the Void your favorite of, of the bunch?
1: Uh, yeah, I would say it's the most complete game of them okay. all. Um, but and like the art is great throughout,
0: yeah, like, it looks real nice,
1: and the music is beautiful as well. Like, they really do manage to evoke that kind of like you know, longing nostalgia thing, uh, quite well. Like, they make you wish. That you were living in that time. Even is though... it all
0: like 80s synth? Yeah. Okay.
1: And uh, the main two composers, I'll get their names here, are Anton Dromberg and Daniel Rosenkist. Okay. Um, and they played the, the majority of music composed by them. There's, I think, a band called UFL do some of the tracks. And the shadow play section is actually the music that's composed by Yuzo Koshiro. Hmm. Um, okay. I don't know, like, if you're into nostalgia, like, a lot of people are for the 80s, especially younger people who didn't live in the 80s are nostalgic for it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think this'll, like, it's a piece of mobile gum, because you will play it, the whole thing in an hour.
0: Ah, uh, okay.
1: But it does have a lot of flavor for that hour.
0: My, like, my question don't... to you is, can you go back to those, ga- those arcade games within the game, or once you've...
1: You can, but they're not any longer than they were when you played through the night. Uh-huh, okay. So, yeah. uh, like, it's that it's that thing of Geometry Wars, you know, when you're... That was in... Um, obviously in Project Gotham Racing as, like, a minigame. Yeah. I, I would hope that some... Like, Out of the Void and... Um, uh, probably beating heart the fighting game. I'd like to see them grow beyond this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think that's probably going to happen, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but... but I don't know. As I said, it's a very hard game to describe because it's sometimes it's you're like, is this even a game? Is this an animated movie that I interact with?
0: Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I you mean, know, it's it's not a mini game collection, but it is a collection of shorter games. It sounds like it's an art game. Yeah, I I, I, guess I would so. throw it under that umbrella, you know.
1: Now, one thing I will say is, as I said, it came out in January 2020, mm-hmm. and I did I played it again recently to get ready for this. Yeah, but when I played it at the time, which was and this is before COVID and all that, yeah. um, it was a melancholy time for me at that like that stretch of time when it dropped. And bizarrely enough, like some of the themes in the game kind of resonated with me at the time and made me feel a bit better about what I was dealing with. Okay, um, so it like I'm not saying the game is an antidepressant or anything, but weirdly enough if you're feeling melancholic and nostalgic and you know feel like you're trapped in between two chapters of your life this might work for you you know Mm -hmm. um if you're not you might find it grading and kind of you know a bit kind of you know you might be playing it going ah you're you're overthinking it you're overplaying the the drama here but uh i will admit at the time when i played it initially i did kind of understand where the character was coming from um it's Uh,
0: that's disappointing then that you didn't get to see a a a better character arc or or a better a better plot for that character to move
1: through yeah but at the same time like it was just it was more about the flavor more than anything you know mm, and this is it's an hour long game it's a bubblegum game the flavor lasted for an hour and then i was done with it and um
0: well does that justify the price tag
1: if you can get it on sale i think it's worth uh dipping into you know, yeah. If you've got like, because you know, not every game needs to be eighty hours long either. No, no. An hour but is short, though. To, it is, know. but yeah. you know, again, if you can get it for three or four quid, like, you're grand. um yeah. So I'll say this: it's an interesting game. It is an imperfect game. um mm-hmm. But if you're somebody who longs for yesterday and longs for a simpler time, but yeah. also, you know, is, you know, likes a little bit of misery in their probably get something out of it and if you're into you want to play a couple of uh, very nicely rendered new old arcade games mm-hmm. it's got something there for you as well you
0: know yeah i'm, I'm disappointed that it, it they're sh- as short as they were because especially if they're arcade games at least give me the option to just keep looping so i can get high scores on the shooter or the racing game right because at least with, like, Retro Game Challenge, you had that option. You can go back and play the games, and while, like, the RPG wasn't super deep, you could sit there and grind for hours and, and get your character up to stupid levels. Or, in respect to some of the arcade games that are the early uh, games that you unlock within Retro Game Challenge, you can just go back and keep playing over and over and over again, like a Pac-Man clone, and see what high score you can get. It, that It stretches out the game time a little bit longer i
1: guess is what i'm saying oh, yeah, i i really liked some of the games in the retro game challenger like robot ninja haggle man so yeah 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 but, uh, yeah this like as I it i can't say it's a completely fulfilling experience but it is an interesting one and i think you're probably going to know if you would want to play it just by looking at
0: it yeah like i said it's you look at a screenshot dripping with style it's an aesthetic it's the 80s aesthetic it's not the actual 80s it's the blade runner (laughs) 80s you know
1: oh yeah if it was the real 80s that's the thing like all the kids who were watching stranger things and you know all these movies set in the 80s like you would not have liked the actual 80s yeah yeah you know i was watching that homophobia than people think
0: Oh, boy. There's a lot more of all sorts of things people would not enjoy going on back in the 80s. Uh, But uh, I was watching Stranger Things with my wife, and there was a scene where these kids were skateboarding. (laughs) They had helmets, knee pads, shin guards. I was like, never in 1986 would you see a kid wearing a helmet.
1: No. No. No, not even in skating competitions.
0: No! (laughs) Absolutely not. If anything, they had a bucket hat on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're going to play this game... uh, uh, This game will take you uh, back to the past where you can play a bunch of shitty games and suck ass. And you can (laughs) think...
0: Well, that does it for this episode. I'd like to thank my co-hosts for joining me as well as the members of One Rad Club, without whom these shows just wouldn't happen. If you'd like to show your support for these shows, check out oneradclub.com. For just a dollar a month, you can get early access to all the great shows on the One Rad Podcast Network. And for a little bit more than a dollar a month, you can unlock all sorts of other exclusive content and physical rewards. Again, be sure to check out OneRadClub.com Thank you so much for your support. We'll be right back real soon.